Welcome to Bathing with God. Listener Mailbag. Listener Mailbag. Hey, Quad. Hey, what? We have another listener question. Yes, I know. This one comes from Richard. I know that too. Richard says, Hey, Glenn. I really like what you're doing with this podcast. You have a really lovely way of synthesizing important thinkers like Alan Watts, Carl Jung, and Rupert Sheldrake, etc. Pulling together ideas to form a nice mythology that speaks to you best. You mention it briefly in your introduction, but do you consider yourself to be channeling this information? Do you feel like this is coming from your inner self? Thanks for all you're doing. Keep up the good work. Richard. Thank you, Richard. So, Quad, what do you think? What do I think about what? Is this channeled writing? Am I getting this from my inner self? What does that mean? I, I don't know. You tell me. No, you tell me. Do you think you have an inner self? Hmm, I don't know. Not really. Well, then there is your answer. Yeah, I, I don't think Richard will be satisfied with that answer. Why not? He asked if you're channeling this from your inner self. You don't think you really have an inner self, so the answer to Richard's question is no. I, I guess, but I don't know, that just doesn't feel quite right. So what are you wanting me to do here? I want to know what you think, as my imagination that pushes beyond the limits of what I think. Okay, I'll help you push then. Why don't you think that you have an inner self? Because it sounds like a kooky, pseudoscience, new age, woo-woo thing to say. Is that all? No, I mean, I, I just don't think that there's any scientific evidence for an inner self. But you already said that you don't really know what an inner self is. So how can you claim that there's no scientific evidence for it? I don't know. I guess that's why I'm bringing this to you. Fine. Let's remove the word inner and just talk about the self. Do you think there is scientific evidence for you as a self? Yes, of course. I mean, that's just kind of self-evident. Self-evident, huh? So, what is your evidence? What makes you a self? Well, the dictionary says that self is a person's essential being that distinguishes them from others. So, I guess that would include things like my hair, my eyes, my face. How about your thoughts and feelings? Sure, yeah, I guess that's part of my sense of who I am. The self is a very funny concept. And there is a game we can play, if you like to play the kinds of games where you take apart ideas and see what they're made of. And that game is this. Where do you draw the line? What is a self? What is an inner self? How far in do you want to go? Your heart is part of yourself, right? A pretty essential part of your being. You wouldn't be alive without it. You wouldn't be a self without it. And by exactly the same reasoning, the muscles and tissues that make up your heart are also a part of yourself. Pretty essential parts of your being. You wouldn't be alive without them. You wouldn't be a self without them. By exactly the same reasoning, the cells and molecules that make up the muscles and tissues of your heart are also parts of yourself, pretty essential parts of your being. You wouldn't be alive without them. 
you wouldn't be a self without them. And this is the game, so forth and onward, down into your atoms and protons and electrons, down even into that mysterious quantum realm energy, where energy exists in multiple places all at once, where energy exists in a cloud of probabilities, a realm of potential energy that, according to theoretical physicists like David Tong at Cambridge University, exists as a massive connected field that fills the immensity of space. Quantum energy fields, the basic building blocks of reality, pretty essential parts of your being. You wouldn't be alive without them. You wouldn't be a self without them. So, are all of these things part of yourself, or aren't they? These different parts all clearly work together somehow to provide you the ability to live, to think, to question, to reject. These different parts all clearly have evolved into the complex form of Homo sapien that you presently identify as you. Are all of these different parts your real, true self, or are they not? Where do you draw the line? Have I said anything here that is untrue? Have I said anything that is unfamiliar? Maybe you don't typically think of reality this way, but why not? And who is the you that is doing all of this thinking anyway? You have trillions of cells in your body that are constantly communicating with each other. Can you hear that? Can you feel it? Do you know what they say to each other? How they say it? Why they say it? Of course not. You only know that it is happening. It is a part of you and you are a part of it, and all of you is playing an important role. The role you are playing does not require you to monitor the communication and function of each cell in your body, but you do play an important role that affects those cells and the body they are creating. You are a highly evolved radar system. You are a reflective hall of echoes in your brain that is the central hub of the human nervous system. A system that detects sights, sounds, smells, and many other forms of movement and vibration in the constantly wiggling world around you. You are what is formed by focusing conscious awareness onto those electronic signals in the human brain. Electronic signals that come in through your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and skin. You are the way that your brain experiences all of these things. It is the common experience of seeing, hearing, sensing, thinking about, contemplating, judging what parts of it you like and what parts of it you don't like, that dominates every moment of your conscious awareness. That is what you think of as yourself. Some call this the ego. I call it your egoic self. The part of you that you most easily identify with as yourself. The part of you that is connected to and supported by the heart and tissues and cells and atoms that give you life, but does not directly experience what it is like to actually be the heart or tissues or cells or atoms that give you life. But don't think that the heart, tissues, cells, atoms that give you life do not have their own unique experience of existence. They do. They are aware of their immediate environment and they respond to their immediate environment. That is what gives you life. That is what gives you your egoic sense of self in the first place. 
Your egoic self evolved to recognize a certain range of patterns in your immediate environment, patterns that are most beneficial for your survival, and patterns that are potentially harmful for your survival. Your egoic self is an organically evolved supercomputer that scans the surrounding environment and analyzes what it senses and considers and determines how to act in response. Do you doubt any of these words that I'm saying? Do you doubt the fact that you identify with what you see, hear, and sense in every possible way? You are your body's nervous system. Or more precisely, you are what arises as a result of the coordinated activity of your body's nervous system. But you are not doing it. It is doing you. All of the systems and networks of organs and tissues and cells and molecules and atoms, they give rise to you. They are your inner self. You are the egoic self. You are also not doing your circulatory system or your endocrine system or your respiratory system or any of the many other coordinating systems and networks that operate inside of your body as part of yourself, as pretty essential parts of your being. You wouldn't be alive without them. You wouldn't be a self without them. But you don't know how you are doing these things. Your body just does them. Your body just does a lot to keep itself alive. Your main job as an egoic self is to find food, shelter, love and companionship and avoid danger and harm in its many sneaky forms. That's an important piece of the puzzle, but it is only one piece and a rather small piece of the puzzle that, when you pause to consider all of the multiple complex layers of systems and networks at play both within you and without you, is a fairly significantly insignificant piece of a much larger network and system that begins and ends where exactly? If you removed any of those essential systems and networks, would you still be a self? Where do you draw the line? I already took you through your organs, tissues, cells, and atoms down to the quantum realm. But what if I took you outward? What if we examined the relationship between the lungs in your body and the air that they breathe in and out of your body? It is a particular type of air, a pretty essential part of your being. You wouldn't be alive without it, and you wouldn't be a self without it. And what about the plant life that produces oxygen from our carbon dioxide? Or the ozone? and Earth's atmosphere. These are complicated systems and networks that are parts of this whole thing, aren't they? Pretty essential parts of your being. You wouldn't be alive without them. You wouldn't be a self without them. And how about the distance between the Earth and the Sun? The orbit that keeps us from getting too hot or too cold? That's a pretty important Goldilocks zone in this solar system of ours. You wouldn't be alive without it. You wouldn't be a self without it. So you see, I could play this game with you out to the farthest edges of the known universe, which they say is still expanding. But expanding from what into what? Is it possible that the raw quantum energy we see at the subatomic level is what we would also find at the very edge of our expanding universe? Is it quantum energy potential that exists at both extremes? Is this entire system of interconnected networks not your true self? The sum total of everything everywhere 
that is interconnecting with everything else in exactly the right way to create this moment right here, right now, with your egoic self at the center of it from your perspective, and my egoic self at the center of it from my perspective, and all of us baked into this wiggly quantum sandwich of evolving intelligent cooperating energies. You inherited a miracle. You inherited a physical body that grew and is still growing out of a world that essentially designed it through the very efficient, self-intelligent, self-organizing, self-correcting laws of nature. We egoic selves get to be partially aware parts of that massive network that made and is continually making us. We egoic selves that are responsible for making it all worth the effort, not only for ourselves, but for everyone and everything else around us. All of us with the ability to unite as the intelligent energies that we are, to function as a healthy network and system that is mutually beneficial for all involved, the way we see naturally in the world that essentially designed us. Is that not also yourself? Where do you draw the line? Depending on how you answer that question, there may be an egoic self, an inner self, an outer self, a true self, a higher self, or any other number of selves that you want to imagine. But when it all boils down to it, there is really only one self, a pretty essential self for your being. You wouldn't be alive without it. You wouldn't be a self without it. So this brings us back to Richard's question. Are you channeling this information from your inner self or what? Who do you feel has been writing these words right now? Well, I have been. Me, uh, the egoic self. Right. Using a literary device that places me, Quad, a tongue-in-cheek quantum realm god, as your divine imagination. So, am I your inner self? No, you're a mentally generated portion of the egoic self that is reaching out beyond the unknown to better understand the mysteries of the inner self. I like that. So, give Richard your answer. Is this channeled writing? Channeled from what? Channeled from intelligent beings, networks, or systems that exist beyond or outside of your egoic self. Hmm. Well, yeah, kind of, and no, not really. It's more like grasping at smoke. It's a limited egoic stab at truths that exist beyond and outside of the egoic mind. But those truths outside of the egoic mind are powering and fueling everything that makes this process possible. So, you're considering that to be channeling? I guess, because at the deepest core of every atom in my body is a sea of quantum energy that fills the entire universe. It is raw potential. It's forming the physical, biological reality of atoms, cells, my body, my mind, and is the instrument through which quantum energy is expressed in this particular way, in the way that is me. It has evolved along with its environment into biological channels that influence every single act of creation I create. Everything that is expressed through the subtle, significantly insignificant choices that I make to create whatever I create in every moment of every day. So, in that sense, everyone is constantly channeling whether they're aware of it or not. Interesting concept. But that's not fortune-telling, is it? No. Quantum energy is pure potential where everything and anything can exist simultaneously. How could you fortune-tell that? 
And that's what the best science is telling you? Well, it's how I understand it, at least. And this is the fiction that I create from it. Nice. Or as Richard put it, your own personal mythology. Exactly. And how do you think Richard will feel about this answer? Hmm, I think he'll feel groovy. Maybe Richard always feels groovy. In a world of pure potential where everything and everything exists simultaneously, there is always a version of Richard that feels groovy. Amen. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing Bathing with with God. God.